Welcome, welcome to Mozzie and the Muscle, our show about all things football and, well, maybe just a few things outside of that. We are not reporters, we are not journalists, but damn it, we do love to talk about it. Welcome into Mozzie and the Muscle. I am the Muscle, joined by my high-flying, fine-dining co-host, Mozzie. How are we doing? I'm swell, I'm swell. It's been a bit since we've been on here, because uh, we had our post-draft pod, and then uh, I was out of town, schedules get busy, but that luckily hasn't been a ton of news, except for, I guess, you know, the last day or two surrounding Julio. Um, if you want to call it news, um, it's more, I'm just calling it confirmation of stuff we already knew. That's getting right. confounded uh, a the lot. The echo chamber has been on full blast. Yeah, the echo chamber, the clout chasing, whatever you want to call it, <laughs> on Julio. Um, I'm just going to say I side with Kevin Durant here on this. Um, <laughs> yeah, I guess we can jump right into this Julio stuff because it, it is rubbing me the wrong way. It's grinding my gears, as they say. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so for anyone who didn't see... Uh, on Undisputed, Shannon Sharp called up Julio, talked about Atlanta. Julio goes, oh, yeah, I'm out of there. And so that caused a big hubbub. And then, like, 30 minutes later, Rappaport came out and said, like, oh, yeah, multiple sources told me he's asked out for months, this, this, that. I'm like, everyone's making it sound like there's this just, like, disgruntledness. And, like, I even saw, like, an article in The Athletic, like, titled something about, like, his unhappiness. But, like, I have not, I have not seen a single name put to any of this. Like, if anyone comes out with their name and says, yeah, I, Julio told me this or the Falcons told me this, this, that. But I've seen no names anyone claiming that they're one of these sources so until then i'm gonna say it's kind of all bs conjecture like there there's always some level of like you know the annoyance of the business side of it when you're trying to go through contracts and you know like julio has gone through a couple of different like contract negotiations with the falcons and i think there was like one time he like didn't come to training camp or something but they like fixed that situation asap because right. they're like this is fucking julio jones yeah. so now it's at the point where they are so unbelievably cat fucked. We've talked about this mm-hmm. like all off season where they have to do something where they either have to restructure or ask them to take a pay cut or trade him. And so the restructure the Falcons don't want to do because it will cat fuck them more for the next year or two. And they've already done that with Matt Ryan restructure. Um, and then he's not going to take a pay cut. He shouldn't have to. And then that pretty much leaves trade. So if they're like, hey, we're going to wants you to like restructure take pay cut he's like nah i'm gonna pass on that they're like okay right. a trade you'd probably be like yeah sure i guess like there's no options like there's no one else they can there's it's him and i don't know if it's like dante fowler or who i'm trying to think is is he either o-line or d-line guy that's really good they've got like one good d-line and that they could also do something with but I, I mean, um i do believe they did get uh dante fowler yeah, I'll have to pull up who it is because there's him and, and one Grady other guy. And Grady Jarrett takes a lot. Yeah, Grady Jarrett, yeah, that too. But yeah, basically, he was like the only one of the only guys they could use to make room to sign their rookies. So right, like no, they have 1.6 million in cap space according to Spot Track, which yeah, we love. This they, is a great website. Yeah, they literally just cannot keep Julio. So yeah, they, this is something we've like that's been we've been talking about for a while. I know even in the Frank Darby evaluation. We talked about the post draft. Like, 
I think we mentioned Julio maybe getting traded when we talked about Darby. But um, I mean, that's, so this has been something that if you've been paying like any attention, it's not a surprise. And so I think people are jumping on this way too much. I've, yeah, I literally, there, there had been nothing at all over Julio's entire tenure with the Falcons about any sort of disgruntledness issue. And we're no. saying, we're and saying, oh, just, yeah, like now yeah, there's issue. Arthur like, Smith. Yeah who I think they would be excited about the offense. They mm-hmm. just got Kyle Pitts and Matt Ryan's coming back. I think they'd be excited about the offense. They just don't have money. He says, I'm out of there. It's not like, oh, I can't wait to leave. It's, yeah, that I mean, Acceptance. obviously <laughs> as a player, he's privy to information about his own situation yeah. a lot more quickly than the rest of the world. So it can. it's probably been decided I'm going to guess for at least a little while that he won't be able to come back unless he takes a serious pay cut or restructure. Uh-huh. And so I imagine, yeah. that's <laughs> like I imagine he goes to a team, plays out this contract and is probably done after this contract because I think a restructure would have to add years and like prolong how he gets paid if I remember correctly. And so I mean he's going to be 32, so yeah, he, he may not want to be you know, in the league as long at that point because like he's, no exactly yeah like because Julio's an all-timer one of my favorite players ever especially as a Falcons fan love Julio to death but yeah mammoth he's, monster he's getting, of a human being with a yeah. you know I mean it takes a toll on your body yeah he's he's been missing like more and more time the last couple seasons you know it's kind of been building up so like I wouldn't be surprised if like actually I'd honestly be surprised if he gets another contract after this one after playing it out but because I'm gonna be like 35 you know, it's pretty old for football, especially like a non-quarterback or kicker. So, especially when you're that big. Yeah. You know, I mean, Megatron, who I'll mm-hmm. mention after here in a second, he retired what at 30. Yeah. He probably could have kept going, but his body was just like, look, it's a lot of upkeep and work to keep my body in this shape, and the injuries are starting to pile on. It's just time for me to hang it up. Yeah. So I don't, you know, ruin my future. I don't, I would be very surprised if Julio got another contract following this trade. Mm-hmm. Where he goes next is probably where he finishes it out, and maybe he retires as a Falcon. But there's no, there's no animosity there with the Falcons. It's, that like if it, if there has been, it's been one of the best like well kept secrets. Which yeah. those things usually get out at some point or another because of leverage from one side or the other. Mm-hmm. So. I don't think uh, any of the bullshit you've been hearing is warranted. It's just they have nothing to talk about. And exactly. This is a thing to talk about. <laughs> exactly. <It's laughs> yeah. Cause like, which is why sometimes it's good to take a little time. Which is why, you know, we're in no rush. We're going to talk about some dynasty stuff today and a lot of, you know, value of players because we have the entirety of the summer to talk about it without much to do in between. Yeah, like, so, yeah, I was, the one I was talking about, like, when I pulled up Spot, like, Spotrack, Spotrack, I still never know how to say it exactly, um, there was, like, the link to the article they put up yesterday, and they said that, like, oh, the relationship's been rocky for years, I'm like, what? Hey. <laughs> I'm like, there's been no reason to believe that it's been rocky for years, like, what? So. I've never heard anything about the owner getting, like, flack for not paying players or anything like that. Yeah. You know, as far as I'm aware, that it's been a very player-friendly organization. I don't, I don't subscribe to any of that shit. I yeah. just think that they have no money and a star wide receiver and are 
in the middle of a retool, as you would, as uh, Dan Campbell would say, as opposed to a rebuild, <laughs> that they need to move some of their guys that are expensive. He's a twenty-three million dollar cap hit, and they have one million to two million in cap space right now, and haven't signed their rookies. Like, what are you gonna do? Yeah, so I'm looking at it. So this is the one from the Athletic. Um, hopefully, I guess we don't get canceled. I, I think I can take a little blurb from it. I don't know. <laughs> it's a dollar a month. Everyone has it now, right? Um, so basically, it says like the relationship hadn't been the same since like some contentious negotiations in 2019, which did result in the three-year, 66 million extension. <laughs> and because uh, right. he sat out 2018 training camp, and um, like he almost did it in 2019, and then Roger Blank said, "Okay, we'll get you a new deal." They got in the new deal. So I'm like, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's as big of a deal as people are making it. It's just he's old. He costs a lot of money. Yeah. So if, is if he 30, he's going to be 32 one in this year. So yeah, he'll be 34 when his contract ends and he would be going 30. He would be going into an age 35 season in 2024. If he were to like get a new contract after his current one ends. Right. So like I said, I don't know if I see that happening, but again, until I see someone put their own name on any of this, I'm going to say it's BS. Which I want to just bring up because I feel like lately, at least in the past year or so, that has been just all throughout the sports media. Yeah, there's been a lot of no-name stuff. Crazy, unnamed sources. Mm -hmm. I mean, if you say something like, oh, people are saying this, it means you're saying this. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're the one saying it on the news. So, I don't know, cite your sources. When did we stop? Like, when did we get away from that in journalism? Yeah, really. Not that we're journalists, but... For the fu- for fuck's sake, like <laughs> I know because ever everyone rightfully ragged on Orlowski for that one about Fields. Um, I know throughout the season I kind of dumped on Rappaport a couple times for like adding his own shit onto reports out of like practice or whatever because he would say like oh like Naheem Hines is gonna do this stat or like you'd like say because that that was the one that ended up being so wrong and everyone dumped on him for but and then like the whole Rogers thing like. I think, like, Rappaport, Schefter, and uh, who's the other one that's, like... He does, like, a more sports, but he's got, like, that, like, intense voice. More sports. Maybe. Um. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, there were basically, like, three guys. Glazer? Three, Glazer, Glazer, yeah, yeah, Glazer, yeah, Glazer, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he and Schefter were saying something that Rappaport was, like, against, and they both, like, and they both kind of, like, teamed up on him in a way. So, like, Rappaport kind of gets clowned a lot because he adds some BS sometimes, it seems like. But anyway, so... Yeah, onto onto Rogers, who kind of fits in that melt of the contentious reporting. Did you see any of his stuff with uh, Kenny Mayne? Oh no, I haven't yet. But that's in funny. my two watch. Plays. The uh, the the ending was hilarious. It was it was funny. It was a very hilarious back and forth of those two. But it sounds like so there was a report like a couple of weeks ago that like things were getting a little better with them, and this made it seem a little more okay. But again. We have this June 1st deadline coming up where a lot of contract stuff changes with Julio and Rodgers being the two main ones. Sure. And then we've also got Ertz. I, I think Ertz is the only other, like, main one people are are going to need to know about. And I've heard him mentioned, like, none just because, you know, with Julio and Rodgers and there's Zach Ertz. Like, you know, it makes sense. But Right. He's also, I think, a foregone conclusion. They already know he's gone. Yeah, he would kind of already want it out, so... After June 1st, look for you know the Julio trade, a potential Rodgers trade, and then a probable Ertz trade. Um, so with Rodgers, where, where are you at on that? What's your gut? Do you think he stays, goes? If so, where? I guess thing with Julio, kind of like where 
do you want to see either, either of these guys end up? I think Rodgers plays this year for the Packers. I would say that's probably fairly likely. And then he moves. That's my current uh, take on this, is I think he plays this year with the Packers. I don't know if they do a huge restructure. I don't really know how any of that works, but I think the idea is he was going to play this year. He'll come back with Devontae and them. Because he loves those guys, and I think he does want to play with them again. I think he's just so disenfranchised with their GM that it's contentious. It's annoying. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would be too. I personally love Aaron Rodgers. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks I've ever seen play, and I'd be really pissed if I was him too with that situation. Like, hey, let's get something to help out the offense. He's like, okay, great, and drafts Jordan Love. You're like, no, 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 I was actually thinking, it's, oh, no, I got you, I got you. And he drafts A.J. Dillon. You're like... Um, <laughs> let's uh, let's pull this back a little bit. Now they did get Devin Funchess, who opted out last year. So I mean, that's that is technically like a big body guy, and they drafted Amari Rogers. So who knows? Mm-hmm. There's there are some you know weapons there now. I just personally, I think he stays put for this year, and then his sights are on 2022 with a new team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that would that would make sense because I mean, what what I kind of want Rogers to Rogers is like a funny and natural thing because they're all gonna nut over it. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, this seems game. yeah, this seems like they're I think I think they're still in a window right now. And me too. Like they they can still win and be competitive. Um, I mean, obviously sometimes their defense needs some help, especially the run D. But I mean, I said their team is still good. They can still win and make the playoffs be competitive with Rodgers so I don't they, they don't want to trade him obviously but I mean if you're like if it has to be GM or Rodgers and you pick and you keep your GM I think you're fucking up but <laughs> I would agree with that <laughs> and like, he's been sub, he's been objectively shitty it seems <laughs> like as far as like drafting goes I don't know if anyone would say he's drafted well in any capacity no yeah I'm I am not a uh huge fan of the way they've drafted with this new guy Gunter Kunst yeah um I, I mean they've got Pete like that I mean that's the thing is if I was Rodgers I'd be like where could I go that the team would be more competitive uh it sounds like the Broncos are the main kind of team everyone's throwing out there right and certainly yes but then you're also in a division with a uh, potential superstar Herbert and already superstar Mahomes and and Derek Carr. And Derek Carr. <laughs> so, you know, I would rather personally be in the NFC North than the AFC West. I don't know about you. Yeah. Uh, it's more of a thing where it's like, okay, the competition's going to be easier, but at the same time, Rodgers on the Broncos would be pretty absurd. Because, okay, they've got Judy, Sutton, Fant, and I got like Hamler, Tim Patrick and stuff too. Then you've got you know Javante Melvin. You've got a pretty solid defense. So a very solid defense. Yeah. One of the one of the better ones going into this year, uh, with all the things they draft. I mean, because they got Ronald Darby, cornerback. They got Kyle Fuller, cornerback. They drafted Pat Sertain, cornerback. Their secondary stacked. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they still have uh, Purcell and Harris uh, on the line, and of course Chubb. And then I don't know what's going on with. Uh, Von Miller, but he's still there too mm-hmm. for the moment. Sounds like he's still going to be playing there. So 
They've got one of the best O-line coaches. Um, yeah, I mean, that they would be stacked mm-hmm. with Rodgers. So, I mean, hey. I they, be, yeah. <laughs> they need Rodgers, too, after that draft, because if, if they don't get Rodgers, they look like idiots. <laughs> they um, look like idiots. Yeah, then, let's pass on fields for our corner, a position we just filled in the offseason with a lot of money. Mm-hmm. And then with Julio, um, there's been a couple spots as well to kind of, like, bounce back to him. People have mentioned, I think, like, the Chargers. I think, like, what teams, like, actually have enough room. There's been, like, a couple teams with, like, some room or that can make enough room. Um, like Niners have been mentioned. I think maybe Colts. Colts would make a lot of sense. Um, Titans were mentioned because he was working out with Henry. Yeah, Niners make sense because of Shanny. Um, I don't think he'll go to the Pats. I would. If, I would cry. Um, How could they afford him? Yeah, I think they do have enough cap space or can make enough cap space because they're like close on it. Um, the th- Titans don't have much cap space either. Yeah. The Patriots do. Yeah, the, the Chargers I've also have also been thrown out. Which the Chargers like as much as I would again like hate it as a Raiders fan. That would be very fun in terms of like oh is this, is this a hot take liking the Chargers? This is the spot? hot take. I guess <laughs> this is the hot yeah. take siren. Just because you you give Herbert, Mike Williams, Keenan Allen, and Julio Jones, it would be very fun nutso for. Herbert and the Chargers, their offense would be nuts. Um, I don't really know if there's a favorite or not. I guess the Niners would make sense as far as, like, you know, where Julio may want to be. Like, putting him with Lance in that offense would be cool. But, mm. again, They do kind of need a Julio. Yeah, they don't have a Julio. All they have all a Debo and an Ayuk, but neither of them are, are a Julio. Yeah, because after they lost Sanders, like, they didn't have, like, a veteran receiver presence. I think Julio would help a lot with that. They so. sent him to the Lions. Guy can take some kneecaps, <laughs> dude. Oh man, I, that one play the where he saved the interception and he just absolutely ended that man's life. Yeah, dude. The Julio, the Julio tackles are great. Which, oh man, he's so good. But on the lines, uh, I mentioned it briefly in in our in our group me with uh, with our league. But I have a very fun uh, prediction for them. We can get into that in a future episode or whatever. But I feel kind of good about their backfield this year i'll just i'll leave it there um so lastly we kind of have Ertz on that same uh spectrum i've seen the colts thrown around a lot like the last like over the last calendar year as a landing spot that makes a ton of sense um they they, those two teams are like in bed together basically on the trade front (laughs) um puts him back with wentz i mean that that one makes the most sense because like he would be their best tight end like as much as we, I said we love Mo Cox, but Ertz is pretty good still I think it's just kind of hurt a little bit last year and maybe a little disgruntled yeah I think that makes the most sense as, as far as the landing spot goes I think they'd be happy to bring him back in oh absolutely um I don't think his contract is that bad let's I'm gonna pull it up real quick it's mm-hmm. a 12 million dollar cap hit um 7 million in dead cap you know, so that's why they're waiting for the June first. Yeah, but um, yeah, I mean that's that Colts. I think can do that. Yeah, they yeah. can definitely do that. And it's only one more year of his contract. That's like they're tied to. So because I don't think any other rest of it's like guaranteed or has dead cap hit or anything. So uh, he'd be good to go to Washington too. Yeah, there there are a couple teams with some room that could really benefit Ooh, from having like him. That. I mean, maybe like the Panthers. 
that would, that would be a good spot, I think. Maybe if the Patriots want another tight end. Um, <laughs> if they want a third. <laughs> yeah, honestly, like, I don't, I have no clue if the, if the Bengals could work that out in any capacity, but... Ooh, that'd be good too. That that that's one I've not seen. Well, okay, I've not seen much Zach Ertz talk, but the if the Bengals could get Zach Ertz, I think that would be a great addition to the team. That I mean, they've got Uzuma and Sample, but like having that veteran presence there in the middle, like a, a fairly reliable tight end receiving threat. I mean, I think that'd be a very nice addition because they love going three wide, and they 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 apparently have been doing a lot of four wide in camp, but get going three wide. Where you've got uh, Boyd, Higgins, Chase, Ertz, and Mixon as your like skill guys. Terrifying. Yeah, so I think the beggar should go after Ertz. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, yeah. Like, so I'm looking at who could have reasonably afford him, and of those teams that I like, I love it with the Bengals. I really like it with Washington. I think that'd be great because you have Bra- Deami Brown and Terry McLaurin as your speedsters, Gibson, and then you throw on Ertz as a nice possession guy. Yeah, I'm curious um, how got much the they, Chargers. Yeah, I'm curious how much they like Logan Thomas. And the Chargers did add Cook, so I don't know if they go after Ertz too. Oh, I always forget they yeah. added. Cook, <laughs> Everyone Cook. forgets. What and about then the Jets? Um, I'll also mention the Cardinals and yeah, the Jets. The Cardinals hate tight ends. Yeah, but they could use one. Yeah, I think a lot of Earth teams would be inquiring a good about option Earth. for them. Yeah, yeah. We've oh, there's our hot take, yeah. dude. There, there it is. Yeah, he had a down year last year, but I think a ton of teams should be asking about Ertz. And who would, uh, you know, what team often gets the older veterans that still have something left in the tank? That would be the Cardinals. Oh, they're gonna say the Patriots. <laughs> More <laughs> tight ends. More tight ends. Oh white, gosh, so white, skinny, fat quarterback featuring tight ends. We heard that's like the exhibit. Like we heard you like tight ends, so we gave you. So we, we gave put you a, a tight end on a tight end on your tight end. Uh, yeah, Eric only played eleven games last year. His yards per reception was like his lowest too. It was his age thirty season, but he didn't really break out until you know twenty sixteen seventeen. That's sort of yeah. He took a while to break out. Tight ends do. It's like tight ends are usually like older coming like coming in, and then they they take a bit to get going because tight ends tough. So, but I think he can go somewhere where he gets 100 targets and be solid. So anyway, uh, Deshaun Watson. There's a little update there. Apparently, there might, he might not be like deposed, whatever the phrase is, until uh, 2022. Um, okay. Yeah, uh, not going to be deposed in case again. Till, so yeah, it might be till, it might be 2022, like next season before something really happens. Uh, I'll keep, I would keep an eye on that, and we will too here, of course, on if he would be on the exempt list or if he'd play, if he's going to still sit out because he hates the Texans. There's a lot to go with it. So That was my reasoning. When we you first asked way back, way back in the beginning of the year, like, hey, would you sell Watson? And I was like, I wouldn't yet because I think there's this stuff takes a really long time. There's a strong chance he still plays in 2021 yeah. even though it might not be great for the future uh um, even even before the the legal stuff came up this was a discussion we had when there was like the right him sitting yep <laughs> no this was just when he was sitting this was before the legal stuff yeah yeah but yeah this stuff takes a long ass time people have gotten parking tickets and don't have a you know a jury date until the next year kind of thing and it's like well this is useless yeah it's um, kind of be slow yeah no legal stuff takes a while so that all of that information is still being gathered and attained so for right now i mean who knows yeah it's positive news for him i guess um <laughs> so my, my only thought is like 
maybe use this if you know if your league is in tune to things and this comes around, comes around the news cycle a lot because I, I had to look it up it didn't show up in my face like if this starts like showing up in your face makes the news cycle it's an opportunity to sell so I'm kind of looking at like you know what what would people reasonably give up for Watson kind of thing and it's tough because everyone has different risk tolerance like yeah. I, I couldn't snag like a top six rookie pick in Superflex for him but um so like I definitely definitely not a top three um because I had talked to the you know people in the top three of our league and um basically like the guy, the guy at three told me if, because he like feels more than Lance, so he was like, okay, if Lance goes to three, I would take that, but Lance didn't go to three, so it, that's like a close valuation, I think, so maybe if you want someone like Tua, like, you could maybe do Watson for Tua, like, that's something as a Watson, you know, guy, who's like someone who has Watson, not Watson, I should say, someone who has Watson in Dynasty, like, I believe in Tua, I think this is kind of a buy low window, uh, mm-hmm. kind of teasing our next segment there, so... That would be something I would do, but yeah. So that's kind of the news bits and relevant uh, analysis on them. I guess <laughs> we spent a little while ranting there, but anyway, our uh, our main kind of thing for this episode and uh, the you know I guess the next few episodes will be a dynasty stock watch. As far as you know, do you buy, sell, hold, and any kind of recommendations we have on you know. Some of the top whatever guys at positions for running back, which we'll be doing first. Um, we can kind of hit on both. Yeah, we can hit on a lot of relevant running backs because they have short lifespans in the NFL. So um, yeah, and their window of opportunity is usually a lot shorter. Wide receiver, there's you know five or six at least every year that join the fold and are really good and they play for a long time for the most part, usually like ten year careers. Um, so we're gonna do running backs first. I also wanted to mention that. The new Lions ownership seems to be, you know, I, I think we should just give the Lions an appreciation, you know, shout out. Yes. Because they are giving Calvin Johnson his fucking money. Good job. <laughs> Good fucking job. I'm so happy. Uh, the new ownership seems great. They seem really enamored with it. And everything, of course, can sound good. And then it all depends on how you do during the season. But as of right now, uh, I'm really happy for them. I love Dan Campbell's energy. And I love the coaching staff that he's acquired. I like Anthony Lynn as an OC, and I like Aaron Glenn as a DC who's going to help out with the corner situation. So um, just a lot of of hope there for the Lions. I'm happy for them. Mm -hmm. They're going to be a – this team has a plan. And whenever a team has a clear and obvious plan – and we talked about this with the Cardinals and Kyler, I think, a while back, where even if you're not, like, the biggest fan of the plan – um, there's our uh, assonance there, uh, right? Fan we, uh, of the plan. <laughs> yeah, Dan Campbell. Um, even if you're not the biggest fan of the plan of Dan Campbell, um, it's still like like the organization's like in lockstep on everything. So it makes you feel good about like the or- there's not like dissonance. There's not dysfunction within the organization. Like they're all on the same page, and that's for the lie. It's a huge fucking step. So I uh, said so I'm yeah. happy for them and. I'm going to be kind of beating the Lions run game drum all year, all hey. offseason. You've got Dan Campbell. You've got Anthony Lynn there, as you'll see. They they, they want to run the ball. And it's clear they want to run the ball. So that's what this team is looking to be built around. So we'll uh, get to them within our running back segment here, actually. So with with running backs, we've got our buy, sell, hold. Um, we'll start with CMC. I just went in the order of, like, fantasy pros, ADP. Uh, for Dynasty, they only had um, PPR-wise because it's hard to find like specific PPR 
Dynasty ADP with, you know, in, in May. So we're just going to kind of go in this order. Yeah, and I would say most Dynasty leagues are probably not standard. Yeah, a lot are PPR. P- yeah, I'd assume they're all PPR. It's just the degree to the reception mm-hmm. point value that changes. Exactly. So CMC, obviously PPR king. Uh, I'm putting him as a hold for now. I don't know if his trade value is going to match his ADP that I'm seeing right now because he got hurt last year, missed time, and I think that might have a slight effect on his value. Um, I don't think is I don't know if you can really get a quote unquote buy low. You may be able to, um, but it's it's tough to really evaluate him. He's the number one running back in dynasty still. Yeah. So I would hold him. Um, he's outstanding. His injury was early in the season. Yeah, uh, last year, like he missed the rest of the year, but there was definitely, uh, oh, he could come back, you know, yeah. at, the, at the finish there. In fact, there were trades that happened because people thought he would come back. Yeah, the last three <laughs> games. that was uh, yeah. even though we warned against it because uh-huh. you know they're a drowning team. Why would you, you know? Yeah, he played weeks. Your star back. He played weeks one and two, and then played week nine. So they, they were super cautious with them. If you can buy yes. him at any remote discount, I would do it. But yep. he's probably not moving rosters at the moment. Um, I would say probably same with Saquon. He um, he like I said, missed last year. His team, I think, is going to be a lot better this year. I have him as a holder. I wouldn't sell him because you're not going to get fair value right now. Um, it's one of those things no. where if someone's kind of up, up against... It's sort of a CMC-ish thing. Like If someone's upset about him being hurt last year, buy him. But probably a hold. I mean, this would be the year I would expect Saquon to maybe have a a really big year because the line is way better. If yeah. people are down on him and you can get him at a discount, buy him. Um, I'm I'm kind of in on the Giants right now, believe it or not. Same. At least that's where my, my <laughs> mind is right now. We'll see how it goes later in the season. But I have to say, I'm impressed with Gettleman. Um, I think he got shit on a lot, maybe <laughs> unfairly, you know, maybe not based on his previous occupations, but... <laughs> Uh, you know, I'm impressed with them. The line looks really good. Danny Dimes fixed a lot of his issues. He's not as bad as everyone seems to think. He's definitely a solid quarterback. You could even say he's like an Eli Manning type. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, that offense needs to run the ball because they have him. So if he is good to go, he's going to be good to go. He might be the number one this year. Yeah, he he and a couple other guys kind of fit in like I expect them to have good years, so don't sell them yet kind of things. Yes. So, but. Do not sell him for a discount is, I think, what we're saying. Exactly. Uh, so next up, we've got Dalvin Cook, who I have as a sell. Um, it's tough It's because it's Dalvin Cook, and he's really good. So He's good. still fairly young. He is 25. He'll be 26 when the season starts. But... I don't, I don't see his value going up anymore, and it can only really go down. Like, it, it sounds very like pessimistic, but he's someone. Well, it sounds very practical from like a business aspect. That is the dynasty that we're, you know. Yeah, because he's gonna be going to his fifth year. Although, only he's only had like two and a half years of workload. I'd say he's played fourteen games each of the last two years. Um, he's kind of dealt with a lot of like little injuries i guess which i'm not going to call them injury prone because again the injury prone is kind of a tough one to put on people um it's just you know you have an injury that doesn't go away or causes other injuries you don't just like you know no one's just like prone to getting new injuries all the time like right 
there's occasionally people like that, but not often. So coming off of almost, you know, 1557 rushing yards, 16 touchdowns, uh, 44 receptions, 361 yards, and another receiving touchdown. Like that's like an amazing season. And you want, you want to hope you can get that again, but I don't know. I don't think the Vikings are on, I think they can be good again this year, but after this year, I don't know if they're on any sort of upward trajectory because let's see what's, I think Kirk Cousins might be out after this year. Um, who knows what could kind of happen after that? It's um, so I have in uh, I have a feeling that oh no, Kirk Cousins is there through twenty twenty two. My bad for two years. That, yeah, but I think Kirk Cousins will be gone after this year, and I think <laughs> Ma- I think Mond will step in, and I think having Mond will allow them to really utilize their offensive scheme mm-hmm. the way they want to. This is all information I got from like a pretty diehard Vikings fan who's a great coworker of mine. Um, shout out to Eli, but basically just the way they run their offense, it would, it will behoove them greatly to get Mond in there. It'll open things up a lot for Dalvin Cook in that sort of zoning, zone running scheme. Um, so I guess I, I agree with you as someone who doesn't own Dalvin Cook. I would want to, like if I own Dalvin Cook. I would probably want to sell him at his peak value, which is right now. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if it would, it would it hurt to trade Dalvin and see him repeat it. Yeah, it would fucking suck. But he, so after this year, there's you know his dead cap drops a lot, and after 2022, his dead cap's a pretty easy like move. So he's got a long contract, but he's not like tied there for a while. Again, this is like one of those things where it's tough because he just signed up. An extension, fairly big extension. The team gave him money, so they want him around. But you get running back who's had enough nagging injuries, have a really good season. He's RB. He's top five running back in Dynasty. You're getting value for right now. It's tough for me not to say, hey, I might want to try to sell high here. And that's kind of what I would agree with. Yeah, like I'm not saying like, I'm not saying he like will be bad or will get hurt. I'm just saying like the odds his value goes up seem pretty low right like i think the, his value just yeah. maintains if anything like if, if, it, if it doesn't go down i think it just maintains which is still good like i'm not like and if, if he's like your only good running back don't like get rid of your only good running back but you know if you have if you somehow already get a situation where you've got like you know a rookie like you've got dobbins you've got some like other valuable like useful guys if, if, um. if you can move them do it but don't do it for no reason Right, and I also think that if his value were to drop for some reason, going into like the end of this season into next, I would want to trade for him personally. <laughs> I would want. It's always him for it's always a, a sliding scale. It's always on it the is. price. Yeah, it's it all is. about price. Because I like his potential there a lot with Mond at the helm of the offense in 2022. So I have sort of a weird hodgepodge of Dalvin Cook and it all just sort of depends on the asking price yeah I listened to um a podcast it's like the late round podcast great like, sorry late round quarterback podcast or something like that um the one that JJ Zacharyson does and uh he talked about how running quarterbacks like affect positional fantasy production and it's interesting okay. seeing like so there is the aspect of okay like a running quarterback like and like heavy running like 90 like over 90 rushing attempts per year is like like a heavy running quarterback kind of thing and so the the running backs get like definitely less volume like via touches and targets but 
the whole the whole other side of it the coin which i don't i don't think you got into the efficiency of it but the obvious side is the efficiency boost too so i think it kind of all evens out but they do get less opportunity which doesn't make sense like logically there's fewer targets going out fewer attempts to running backs all that right so yeah it's a i don't know dalvin cook it's a situation i think if you have him i don't know it's it's kind of hard to sell him unless someone's willing to sell the house for him then i'm like do it Mm -hmm. and then next up we've got jonathan taylor i'm just gonna say hold um hold yeah hold Um, the jt yeah uh camara i was gonna say last year when we had that little blip i specifically said you should get jonathan taylor right now because people are selling him for like second and thirds because for some reason they think he's a bust now's the time to get him yeah now is the time He's the hold. He, I have a lot of hope for him yeah. this year. Like, a lot. I am very excited for Jonathan Taylor's 2021 season. Yeah. I think they did bring Marlon Mack back, um, which is kind of interesting. So, yeah, I'm, but I mean, I, I'm not going to tell you, I'm not going to tell you when to sell Jonathan Taylor because he's in, he's going into a second year. Like, he's in that yeah. point where you just be happy. <laughs> Didn't they fix their line, too? Um,. Was it they fixed got, or were they um, hurt? I forget what the exact situation was. I thought they got a left tackle. I thought they, they snagged one. Uh, I'll uh, pull their depth chart. Uh, so their depth chart, they've got uh, Oh, Eric they got Fisher. Eric Fisher. Yeah. <laughs> well then. Yeah, that. so they've got Fisher, Nelson, Ryan Kelly like out on their like, left side and center. That's a, oh, yeah. <laughs> they're going to be going left a lot. <laughs> yup. Oh, <laughs> man. So next up is Kamara, who I actually got as a sell. Um... I know it's weird. He, no, it's not. It's not weird. It's. I think if you have him, you should sell him. Yeah, now. it's a. It's. It's a purely no more Drew Brees take for me at least. Yeah, no there, more Drew Brees. The organization is in a really weird, uh, like purgatory like state. Yeah, right um, now because they had to ship off a ton of people, and they do still have good talent there, but they also have some holes on the roster and. There's uh, he he I mean he's getting older too isn't he? Uh, he's gonna be 26 this year. So for running back sorta, he got a big contract from the Saints, which is the only reason this was a tough call for me. It's not like again, it's not a need to sell like all these like top guys. I'm not saying like fire sale. This is that. I'm just saying like you can still get amazing trade value for Kamara and Cook. Like it might be a solid opportunity to like really hit that peak because Kamara could still get a lot of receptions this year. Because, like, I think, I think the Saints are going to be bad this year. That's my current take on them, which would still mean, you know, receptions for Kamara. That's his bread and butter, his money maker, you know? So, it's not like he's going to be dead. But he got a fuckload of touchdowns last year. I think their touchdowns will be lower. Uh, Jameis isn't someone we, you know, see as a, you know, running back thrower to her. Um, <laughs> or it's going to be some Taysom cucking him a lot at the goal line, you know? Oh, yeah. So... Can't forget the Taysom. Yeah, it's one of those things where he's amazing. He's going to be productive, but I, Drew Brees is gone. <laughs> it, it, it makes it tougher to feel as good. I'm definitely a lot more, I don't know, anxious about running back situations. Personally, if I had Kamara in Dynasty, I would be looking to sell him now or at the very beginning of the season following a good game. Mm-hmm. It's just because he's getting older. The offense isn't the same. They've got so many question marks on the team. Like they're a lot of their coaching staff got poached. Uh huh. Yeah. It's they're gonna they're gonna probably be bad this year. I'll be surprised if they're good. But. I mean, I still think they'll be um, 
what's the word I'm looking for? Competitive? Like, bad... When I, if I say they'll be bad, I don't mean they'll be Jets bad. I mean they'll be Saints bad, which is like 7 and 9. Yeah, I was going to say like, like maybe like Panthers last year, like fun bad. Right, because their line is still good. They still have some really good defensive players, just not everywhere. Mm-hmm. They don't have good players all over the defense. They have a few. And that division is pretty fucking tough. Yeah. <laughs> They're not beating the Buccaneers this year. Yeah, the, the division. The Buccaneers, like that. That when you say the division is tough, you mean they have to, the Buccaneers are there. Like, yes, that division is theirs this year. If like they've got the Saints post Drew Brees, they've got the Panthers who are still in a rebuild, and the Falcons who are going to be without Julio. Like the Falcons, this is the, like a good chance for the Falcons to like maybe not win the division, but get in the playoffs this year and, like, maybe turn it around a little bit after last year because oh, Saints should be I mean, be I, think they're, uh, I think their offense is going to be pretty scary to play against yeah. in the Falcons. It's Kyle fucking Pitts, so. Yeah. But, yeah, next up we've got Chubb. Still calling him a hole. I don't think there's any reason to sell him yet. Nope. Uh, next up, I wrote Choo Choo for Derrick Henry. I knew exactly who you meant. Yeah. Our muscle train himself. So he is my most... Uh, bullish i have him as a sell but more so than camara and cook in the sense of like you know if not it's okay like i do think you need to try to move derrick henry soon i would agree with that i i still think he can have a good 2021 i'm still totally on board with that but as i said i have running back anxiety for dynasty I like to move guys before their value drops yeah. significantly. He just had 2,000 fucking rushing yardage. Yes. Like, I don't want to say yardage, but he just, like, went nuts. He just, like, pulled out his dong on every team in the league, said, ha, 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 I'm the best running back, ha, ha, ha. Like, and if he does that again, that's great, but I can almost guarantee just from history that if he were to do that again, 2022 would be a rough year for him. Yeah, he that amount of carries adds up. Yeah, he got like oh, so he got 19 receptions and 378 carries. It's like almost 400 touches. There, very few running backs to like hit that mark. And the season after numbers are like very scary in terms of like the wear and tear. Now this is Derrick Henry. I think we can make an exception for him because it's he got, true. He is a monster. He got 300 rushes in 2019. Then proceeded to get 378, and then 2,000 yards, and like <laughs> just said, "Fuck it." Like he is kind of a different level of human being than the rest of us. Um, yeah, he is the same species as us. <laughs> believe it or not, um, I had to check. <laughs> yeah, but his value is at a peak right now, and he is going to be going into his age 27 season after two heavy touch years. Um, I, this is like, it's tough to get rid of Derrick Henry, but this is like prime sell in my opinion. Like, does he have another good year in him? Probably, but I would say, yeah, I think he does have another good year in him. I want, but I always want to sell early on running backs. Yeah. One more. Like it's, that's the thing. And his contract, he's there for this year for sure. And then it becomes a lot easier to get out of it. And then, you know, after, you know, once you hit 28 as a running back, your value just inherently drops too. Like, <laughs> I think is that, he going to be 28. Um, he's gonna be 27 going into this year, but like, yep. if after this year he's 28, and if if anything happens where he doesn't stay durable all year, it's gonna be a big spike down. So, well, so he is almost exclusively never injured. So I think for us, it's the first sign of him starting to have nagging injuries. We're like, yep, mm-hmm. this is it. 
Yeah, now, I, I, I'll say it again, but 2021, I'm not really worried about Henry as much. I think he still has a good year. They're, I think they're going to try to make one more push to be really competitive. Mm-hmm. But after that, he, yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough because we love him, but... Love him to death, dude. And and that's, but we, you know, this is something we talked about earlier in the podcast is just when you're that big, your body breaks down more easily. Uh-huh. It's really hard to keep it at the same Take level. Take a lot of hits, yeah. huge. Your heart has to work like twice as hard <laughs> as the, another person's, you know? <laughs> and so he, he delivers a lot of hits, but takes a lot of hits, too. So, uh, a brutal, uh, brutal position, man. Next up, we've got a couple of young guys. We've got Akers. Um, I have him as a hold slash sell. This one's tough because he was he specifically was someone I mentioned needing a little time maybe to get NFL acclimated, which is off for running backs, but based on him pretty much always running um, like gap at gap in college and him needing time to get ready, like acclimated to the zone schemes of NFL. That was kind of like one of the things I'm like, okay, he may need time. And so now he finally had a good year, like good end of the year. Um, Stafford's there. Oh, uh, is saying Sully is a hot take, I guess, maybe. I don't know. I guess so. But I don't know if I'm on the same boat with that, but yeah, keep going. No, yeah, it's, it's, I have, so I wrote hold first. He's a hold, but if someone is like not so in love with him and you can get like Camara level value for him, like it's tough for me on that. Cause Akers is good, but I don't think he, he's not the same talent level as this top five we talked about already. Mm-hmm. At least in my opinion. So. If, he's, uh, I have a I have a lot of hope for him this year. Not yeah, no. it's like tough. freaking I, out, but yeah, I mean, if someone's offering you the house for him, you kind of have to take it. But uh-huh. it's one of those things where like everyone's like a like a you know if right value this is that, but he's pretty much a hold for me. Like it's mostly a hold. It's like it's it's a it's a don't be don't be stingy if you get a great offer for him. It's kind of what I mean. Right, and I think. Um, Last year would have been the time to get him, like midway uh-huh. through the season, because there were so many running backs that just didn't have time to learn the offense. Jonathan Taylor, Cam Akers, yeah. these guys that... That's true, too, yeah. We really liked um, going into the season, and then they kind of panned because they didn't get to practice at all in a tough offense. This is a lot different than the you know college schemes. So it took him a while to come onto the scene. I... Uh, yeah. I think last year was the time to buy him. I wouldn't buy him now because his value is sky high. But yeah, for me, he's a hold. Yeah, I pulled off my sell because I, I I completely forgot like the whole like not like not forgot about the pandemic. You know what I mean? But like forgot like oh they did not have this acclimation time last year that they will have this year. Like oh like duh that's part of the slow start. We kind of I kind of like forgot we. It was also a point. really crowded backfield. That yeah, is now less crowded. Yeah, a lot of them are gone. Brown. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I'm changing it to a hold. Hold Acres. He should be solid this year. I mean, still, if someone offers you their draft yeah. for him, you take but it. That's the thing where it's like, I don't want to put sell next to someone just because, like, oh, this is a good offer. Like, it's for everybody. So, just hold Acres. Um, I'd say you could get that with Acres just because of how he ended last year. Like, yeah. you could get a ridiculous offer for him. But, yeah, for, for us, I would say hold. Yeah. Hold him. He should have a pretty hot start to the year, too, I'd think. A lot of t- lot more touchdowns this year, probably. But next up, we've got Swift. Uh, mm. I was unsure here. Um, he may just be a hold, a hmm hold. It, like he's like maybe like an enigma value wise, based on this this team in general. Some of Anthony Lynn's comments on like him and Jamal Williams, this this that. But I think he'll be pretty good still. So I'm gonna say hold 
or maybe even buy if someone's like freaked out um yeah i was gonna say if um if people are not in love with him right now i would buy him yeah, I don't he, think he's gonna pop off this year. I think he his role in the offense is a little more split. I expect a I expect a good PPR season from him. Yes. Um, based on comments, and it just makes sense. They, I guess I'll kind of spoil my my Lions take now. They're gonna give these running backs a ton of fucking touches because they've got Hawkinson and who the fuck else? Like <laughs> they've got like they've got no receivers like Brashad Perriman. Like I'm I'm probably missing someone, but like they've don't really have receivers because they got rid of Jones and Galladay. So Yeah. He are so Swift already got fifty seven targets last year. Like he should approach that like eighty, ninety, maybe even hundred target range. Like he should get you know, Austin Eckler, I, I, I'm stealing this take. I can't remember where I, it was like a football guys podcast where they talked about <laughs> the Chargers backfield because Anthony Lindsay there. It makes sense. Like he could get like Austin Eckler type workload where, you know, not a ton of rushes, but enough rushes to, you know, be valuable still a lot of targets, receptions. So I am pretty into the other slip this season, especially if you're in a PPR league, like full PBR, he should be pretty nuts. So he should be a top 10 running back taken easily. Top, yeah. I mean, we have him, you have him here sort of ADP wise at nine. I think that's pretty, mm-hmm. pretty good. Yeah. So whole, like, if for some reason someone's fucking scared of the line situation, I'd go after him. But, and I guess we can kind of touch on Jamal Williams while we're here. I think he's a buy. Um, I do too. I don't think you should, you know, buy him for a ton, but I think if you got him for like a third, you'd be ecstatic yeah and like i don't know if anyone's like no one's attached to jamal williams at this point like i think you can get him pretty cheap and he should be valuable this year so sell him to a diehard lions fan that is just globbing right now with the new ownership <laughs> like i would do it i'd buy jamal williams for like a second or third maybe yeah not a second. Maybe no not, not a second yeah a third but i yeah i've kind of thinking like where what kind of value you could get for him or like what like if I had Jamal Williams, like what would I do if I had him and wasn't really attached to the situation at all? A third sounds about right. A but... third sounds really nice. Mm-hmm. That sounds just about right. You're like, I think there's good upside. That you know, it's a nice, you know, one of the later good picks you can have in a rookie draft. Yeah, but, uh... especially if you're like a perennial competitor and like you expect to make like it's all technically random, but it's weighted some so. Like as far as where you land. So next up, we've got Aaron Jones. Um, <laughs> kind of hold, or if someone's like concerned about Rogers being gone, I'd buy him. But at, at, he's kind of kind of in. He's in his spot pretty much. I don't think there's really much to say on him. You got AJ Dillon, man. <laughs> Quadzilla. Quadzilla, dude, yeah. what a monster! Oh my mm-hmm. goodness. I looked it up too because he's six feet tall, right? Six mm-hmm. one. Um, and Aaron Jones is like five nine, five ten. I'm like, oh well, maybe there's a forced perspective here. That's because he is standing farther away from the camera, as uh, as AJ Dillon is in this picture, which is why he looks smaller. But no, he's uh, I mean, he is shorter. It's like a foot forward, yeah. It's really not making a big difference. AJ, AJ Dillon, Dillon is just massive. that massive. Yeah. Um, I I mean, I still like Aaron Jones for this season, especially if Rodgers does return, which I personally expect him to. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Jones just signed a big contract. Big to, to the surprise contract. of everyone, and that's the thing too. Like, follow the money. <laughs> they just paid him a bunch. Like, they want to use him a bunch. So, yeah, keep him. Uh, let's see, Dobbins. I didn't really know what to say about Dobbins. It was tough. I don't know if there's. He's kind of someone who's just gonna 
be valued correctly, I think, in most places, or probably even overvalued by whomever has him. So I think I think he's just kind of stuck on wherever roster he is probably right now. Yeah, I mean, I would hold him if I had him. If I didn't have him, I'd try to get him, but they might be overvaluing how much he's worth, so I wouldn't want to sell the entire stock market for him. Yeah, um, I think he's kind of just stuck <laughs> in, like, yeah. the, his value. There's a lot of guys, like, young running backs, like, it's tough because Dobbins, like, because he's still got Gus there, Lamar's there. Like, the rushing share isn't always going to be reliable every game, but, like, he's really good and on a good team. Like, he's got a lot of fantasy value, but, you know, like, I love Dobbins. I've got Dobbins. Like, I probably, like, whatever someone views him as worth probably isn't quite what I would want for him. And I feel like that's it. Most young players, like, in second or third years fit that mold. So, would you have traded him for a first this year? Um, I like prefer like a top, like a top three first. Um, I, I mean, and this, I mean, if it were quarterback, yeah. But in terms of like this year's running backs, I prefer Dobbins to this year's running backs. Right, is where I'm yeah, at. exactly. That's like if you could get your hands on a Trey Lance, Justin Fields, whatnot, would you have traded? Him? Oh yeah, for sure. Like if, if okay. Dobbins gets me like Lance, like in a super flex, yes, of course, duh. Like okay. That, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I really like Dobbins. I am super high on oh, him yeah. for next season. That, 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 that's a little lopsided. But I think if you're talking like normal dynasty where the top picks are like, you know, Chase, Pitts, Harris, ETN, like, you know, I prefer Dobbins over Harris and ETN. But, uh-huh. yeah. Um, next up is Clyde Rutler, which everywhere else I looked had him a lot higher than 12. Like, most had him top 10. Um, I think Fantasy Pros might be a little off on this one. Um if if he is viewed as number twelve, that's an easy buy in my right. opinion. Um, most parties probably valued around six, but he had a disappointing year last year because expectations got so high for him. And admittedly, I fell into that too. Um, just didn't work out for him. The touchdowns weren't always there. Well, I but, mean, let's talk about the timing really quickly because when the line was healthy, he got injured, and then when he came back, the line was dead. Yeah, so, that's a good point. Well, I mean, it wasn't even healthy when he was there, like, entirely, but it was extra dead when he came back. Mm-hmm. I would be super high on CEH this year. That line is revamped to the max. I mm-hmm. mean, that is one hell of an offensive line. Just to recap really quickly, because they let go of Eric Fisher... They're getting Dr. Lineman back, which is awesome. Dr. Lineman. I just like to call him Dr. Lineman. Yeah, it's But they got um, Orlando Brown, left tackle, great left tackle. They got Joe Thune, left guard, great left guard. And they signed Kyle Long, who's now your backup, but your backup to Dr. Lineman. Um, So, you know, their line's pretty good. I would be very high on CEH this year. I, if... For some reason, people are not high on him and are willing to sell him. I would get him. I think just because he's on the Chiefs, there is a strong possibility that nobody who has him is looking to sell him. Would you prefer? And he's a second year running. Would back. you prefer to have Derrick Henry or Clyde Edwards-Helaire right now in Dynasty? In Dynasty, I would rather have Clyde Edwards-Helaire, yeah. especially PPR. Now I, with our league, where points per carry is a thing, yeah. Eh. <laughs> but that, I think that's a pretty even value, at least for us, because okay, you're selling. Derrick Henry, it's it's sort of like it's that's one where I think a lot of people would take that too though, like because Derrick Henry is probably pretty universally valued higher than Ceh at the moment, but I think you're buying yourself a lot more time with that kind of sell, like basically like you're losing a little at the moment value, but I think you gain a lot of long term value. Yeah, but a lot. yeah, 
Yeah, and then you also have near the point of, again, the short offseason for Clyde. He's got a lot more time to learn the offense. Sammy's gone. That's some more targets for him. He should be option number three in the offense because you've got Reek, Kelsey, and then not a lot proven. Like, no one really reliable after that, so he should be option number three. Yeah, exactly. With in, with the guys that they had leaving, it's, yeah, it's Reek and Kelsey, and then it's CEH. Mm-hmm. And Mahomes has been known to throw it around a little bit. He'll sling it. He'll sling it. Sling, sling it. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, next up is Zeke, and this is the one I feel pretty strong about. Uh, we I mean, talked about this one, yeah. and we're both on this. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, this is one we've... This has been brought up a lot already. I think on the pod and just in text. Uh, he's a short hold for me. Uh, so he's, again, approaching that running back point of, like, kind of getting older. You get a little worried. But his value is low right now. The team, you know, everyone was hurt last year. And with Dak back, everyone healthy. The line healthier. I I mean, and he also, like, had a lot of fumbles last year, which is really weird for him. Um, he did. He had so many fumbles. Yeah. And it was all, like, at once, too. Like, he's had some fumbles throughout his career, but his, like, fumble per touch was really high this past year. He didn't even hit 1,000 yards. Um, like, a pretty down year for, like, uh, it, it was his worst year, honestly, like, which is kind of weird. And, and it, I guess impressive in the sense that this was his worst year. Because, yeah, in 2017, he only played 10 games and had, like, the same rushing yardage. Um, a lot fewer targets, but, yeah, I mean, he gets a lot of looks in general, um, on the ground, in the air. This offense is going to be good. A lot of touchdown opportunity. If you sell him now, you you are you are selling low if you sell him now. I think you can let him get a few games into the season, pop off like he should, and then sell. Yes, so Zeke is a short hold, mm-hmm. officially. Hold him for a few weeks, get some wins with him, and then week five, week six, sell him. Because mm-hmm. he's probably going to have a really good start to the year. Their offensive line is healthy. They are fully going on offense with Dak. Yeah. This is they, the second year of a new system. Like, Zeke could have a really good 2021. Yeah. At least so, for most of it. They play the Bucks week one, which will suck. But then they get the Chargers, uh, Eagles, Panthers, and Giants. So that that's a lot easier. <laughs> which, I know the defenses change a lot year to year, but I don't think either of those three teams of Chargers, Eagles, Panthers project to have strong run defenses. I could be wrong on some of them, but <laughs> the Panthers definitely won't. No, the Eagles. Panthers. The Panthers game is like Zeke pops off. You sell him after the Panthers game. I think that literally yep. might be the plan. Is week four when Zeke wrecks the Panthers, sell him. But like, here's the thing: if Zeke has a good week one against the Buccaneers, people are gonna immediately yeah, hop on. Because that's oh man, Zeke's back. I think that's like is that a Thursday game? That might be the first game. Hold on. Hey. Uh, because that's September 9th. I think that is a Thursday, if I remember right. Uh, yeah, it so is. They are, that, they are the very first game, I think. And then, uh, so you Everyone's got that. Then you have the Chargers, who mm-hmm. I don't know if their run defense is good. But the Eagles left, a, you know, they let go of uh, Vinnie Curry and mm-hmm. someone else who kind of helped out in the middle there. They still have Fletcher Cox, Brandon Graham, Derek Barnett. Yeah, that's a Monday night game. So they get two primetime games in the first three weeks for people to, you know, jizz over Zeke balling out personally I might do it after week two (laughs) (laughs) it's just kind of it's tough because like if you're a competitor it's tough to sell Zeke because you know you want those great performances to carry your team but at the same time like there's the realistic aspect of like okay this is dynasty I have to view this like as like a dynasty owner this is like a business type of thing like you want to get your value when you can so yeah but yeah we're we're pretty locked up on the Zeke thing um 
see Najee Harris, Etienne are kind of NA for this because, yeah. Yeah, we don't really have much on him. I, I mean, I think Harris is in a good spot with the Steelers. We think he was overdrafted, obviously, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, yeah, not touches. a whole lot to mention there. He's a rookie. We don't. <laughs> yeah, he's not moving. Um, with Etienne, okay, I do want to talk about the Jags real quick. Just kind of like sort of an aside. So there was a thing that came out about Etienne taking like snaps at receiver, and a lot uh-huh. of people, a lot of people were like, were shitting on it, and I didn't get that. I'm like, why is this a bad thing? Like, because was there, Urban Meyer was probably embellishing, like, yeah, we had him only at receiver. Like, I'm sure he's just like, there is skepticism on Urban Meyer's ability to be an NFL coach, but at the same time, like, Travis Etienne knows how to be a running back. Like, you might as well work on his pass catching chops. Like, there's no reason not to approve him there. Like. You're making your running back more versatile. That's I think that's good. You're like most teams use a committee. If you're gonna be in any sort of committee, like it makes sense to get him ready for the a, a, an, a, an expanded role. Like your running back's gonna catch more passes. Like cool, perfect. Like that's great for fantasy. So like people are kind of like shitting on it unnecessarily. I think. Yeah, I mean, I actually kind of liked that when I saw that. Yeah. That made me feel better about him being drafted as high as he was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Urban Meyer is one of those things where it's. Akin to the Gruden thing in a way, I think, where initially like there was a lot of shitting on it. Um, we 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 shot on the Urban Meyer thing a lot more than the Gruden thing initially. But oh, definitely. There's just a lot of skepticism about how it go, and he'll be just heavily scrutinized in general. So yeah, I mean the okay. So what Urban Meyer does, and as someone who's watched OSU for a while, I you know lived in Columbus for <laughs> 17 years. I'm not going to say I'm a huge fan, but I am a you know casual fan. He goes to places where the situation is good so he doesn't fail. And mm-hmm. he does well with that. And he, right now, the Jaguars situation is not bad. Their O-line no, yeah. is solid. They have a really good center and a really good interior line. And Cam Robinson's been fine for him on the left tackle. He's not amazing. But their line is solid. They just got the generational talent that is Trevor Lawrence. We'll hear it all the time. <laughs> and... uh like they have nowhere to go but up mm-hmm. so he is in just such a nice situation that of course like etn makes a lot of sense to do well here i i don't yeah i don't buy the the not any of that shit yeah because people are I, worried because they apparently wanted Kadarius tony and doing whatever blah 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 with them i'm like it'll be fine i think like it'll be fine maybe <laughs> <laughs> it'll be fine for etn and his value um so next up we've got gibson um, he's kind of just like, I, I wrote, I, I had him similar to acres where like, I wrote hold slash sell. I think he's just a hold. Everyone's, everyone who has him is going to way overvalue him. So you can't really buy him. Exactly. And I think he's going to be good for a bit. So just hold him. Um, so next up we got Mixon and <laughs> Mixon is perennially overvalued and it's kind of funny. Um, he, I'm always going to call him a sell that I think that's is sort of biased, but he may, I think he might be more of like a short hold like Zeke. <clears throat> Um, he, he is in great position this year with the Geo gone. I think he offense should be good. Um, again, he sat a lot of games last year. He's he should be healthy by now. He didn't. He played last in week six. So yeah, everyone just rested him forever. He had some pretty high touch games. Like I think they may use him quite a bit. Um, okay, that's that's dumb. I mean, like he, I think he'll. I think he should get more receiving work than we are used to just because geo's gone like yes they have three great receiving threats but 
they they run a lot of plays. Like they run a lot of plays, and yeah, he's still he's still young. He's gonna be twenty five this year, so he's still got some years in him from you know, running back timeline. Um, the thing is, like, I do like I think he'll do well this year, but the Joe Mixon hype train always gets way too excited about Joe Mixon and everything about yeah. him. So like, I I think he may be a kind of short hold where it's like okay, like let him ball out for a bit, get your value, sell him. I don't. I don't have any issue holding him if you if like if he finally hits like you should and you want to hold him. Sure, cool, do it. But every year we hope for it and it gets close and doesn't happen. It's like the Tannehill thing. We're like, this is his breakout year, and then it wasn't. Like, <laughs> this is his breakout year, and it wasn't. Um, I'm hesitant to say it again, but I do have high hopes for him this year as sort of maybe his peak year. Um, but like you know, he's turning twenty five. That's a really good sort of breakout season for running backs. Yeah, he's said he's got a long contract with them. It's easier to get out after this year, especially after twenty twenty two. But they they just signed him pretty recently to a big deal. So the team. If you're in win now, I'd probably hold him. But yeah. if uh, you're not, I think the the Zeke short hold is the way to go. I would hold him for a few games, let him do really well at the start of the year, and then week three, four. Yeah, because in week. Uh... Week four, he gets the Jags. Um, so he gets Vikings, Bears, Steelers, Jags. Those middle two might be a little tough, but I think, you know, Jags, Packers, Lions might be an easier uh, time Ooh. to go after him. Yeah. <laughs> Jags, Packers, Lions. Yeah. Woof, bubble. <laughs> we know, like, the, we know the Packers. <laughs> That's literally. Yeah, they're really, really bad at the run. Yeah, for several years now they just never fixed it <laughs> i don't know it makes no sense so next up we have sanders um i have him as a hold or buy uh from someone who's just really pissed off about him and the eagles always signing someone um like with gainwell <laughs> but again he's someone kind of tough where he may still be a lot of owners of like a lot of people who have him in dynasty may still overvalue him but there may be someone like jolly who's just like fuck the eagles so. Yeah, I think um, this would be a nice season to get him for cheap if you can, mm-hmm. because I would assume they'll rely on him a good amount. And the organization clearly doesn't have a lot of confidence in Hurts, which is really frustrating. Uh, I mean, they're they're at least all in on him for this year, I guess. Like, kind of. I mean, all the comments they've made in this off season, I'm like, can you give your like starter some? fucking confidence jesus christ yeah. they're they're at least setting him at least like it appears they're giving her the chance this year but they um, definitely... i really like um what's what his name uh i like andre dillard a lot their left tackle that oh, yeah. was injured last year and That's he's it. coming back line, line health is big too because their line was hurt a lot last year right i think my miles myers Miles Sanders might get leaned on a lot as in the early part of the year so if someone's really down on him i would buy him yeah, because he's not had like big touch kind of like carry years yet. Like, and I feel like he's kind of not due for one. But I mean, I think he's a little due for one. Yeah, like it's. I don't want to say due because I hate like using that. Like, it's like, oh, he's due without a good reason. But like, they should give him a lot of touches. Like, okay, they've got Devonta, Raygor, Ertz. As you know, I'm like probably their best. Not so not Ertz. It'll be Goddard as a fairly okay like trio of like pass catchers, but. I, I expect them to get a lot of Sanders in there too, rushing and receiving. I don't know how much. It's one of things where I, I don't, you know, we, we don't have enough on Hurts to say will he pass to his running backs or not. <laughs> um, 
that's always a tough one of running quarterbacks is that like the a lot of them aren't always you know eager to look to pass to their running back to dump off although my one of my big Lamar criticisms has been he needs to dump off more um mm. and I, I need to watch more Hurst to see if he's apt to do that or not a lot of again a lot of running quarterbacks when I say running quarterback I mean the quarterbacks like Lamar and Hurts, who can often make big plays with their legs that are usually equal to a running back dump off from a less mobile quarterback. Um, sure. So that's that's the thing. It's like it's usually like about the same outcome. It just sometimes spares your body some hits. But yeah, I think Sanders should be in for a big year. Like if he if he doesn't have a big year, the Eagles are doing something wrong. I think. Well, you know, we already knew that. <laughs> so, I think I think his value might be a little too low for his talent. And situation, honestly, because it's Kenneth Gainwell. Like, who else is there to take touches from him at this point? Right. Because he's, he's good, but it's different coaching staff, too. They may lean. That's that's the big thing, too, I think, is a different coaching staff may lean more into a approach to feed Sanders than Peterson did. I would expect it will, especially since their new coach was with the Colts last year, who definitely yeah, was Sirianna, like, let's, yeah. Uh, yeah, let's get some, some running game here. Yeah, so yeah. next up we've got uh, Eckler. Um, he, so he was on this list PPR wise again. It's like, I think he's, his perceived and actual value are going to be pretty far apart. So, yeah, I don't know how people value him. I'm not that high on him. Yeah. He's <laughs> always undervalued, but like he does a lot in PPR. So it's kind of a tough one. Yeah. He does a ton in PPR. I think he, he's having some injury problems. I don't love his shelf life. Objectively speaking. Yeah, um, there's just not much competition there still. So like, right. I think he's still a PPR buy if he's kind of being undervalued. Undervalued. If he's being undervalued. Yeah. yeah, but that's mostly excuse me PPR. It's it's tougher to get behind in half. If he's being overvalued, I'm not buying him. No, yeah. Um, but yeah. So we mentioned ETN already. Uh, Jacobs. This one's tough. Um, I wrote because uh, it makes me sad that they signed Drake. Um, he's probably a stuck kind of thing just because. Whoever has him, it probably doesn't want to lose any sort of value from the Drake signing. Um, I I don't know. Very lost on what the Raiders are doing. Yeah, me too. It makes me sad. But I mean, I don't know how many touch. I don't know how much Drake will interfere with Jacobs. Like it may not be an issue. And twenty, I mean, like I. This is just one site, but you know, the fifteen to twenty range might be entirely way too low on Josh Jacobs. Like that's that's a high possibility too. Um, I doubt whoever has him views him in that range is the issue. If whoever has him views us as like RB eighteen, maybe go after him, especially in a non full PPR because that helps him a bit bring him to the rest of the field. Um, because he's at twenty here in what's PPR scoring, so that hurts him. Um, because Carr would never throw it to him, and Gruden doesn't like to design that either. So, but yeah, and in, in, in a half or standard, which I guess I'll say probably half, he might be a buy if you can get him for the right price it's one of those things where like again whoever has him will feel a sunk cost to him because they probably got him with the 101 in rookie drafts yeah i know which if there was a way you could sell him and then get him back at the end of the year maybe that'd be cool <laughs> that's kind of where i'm at i'm kind of off of him for 2021 but like his long-term potential if that makes sense yeah it's it's just tough with what the raiders are doing i don't even say doing what they're posing to do i don't know what i mean the thing that is just the biggest red flag for me is they got rid of their center yeah their o-line is all shuffled around that's like the running game might have like the honestly the raiders might suck to start the year because of o-line getting shuffled around all that like 
it takes time to gel. So, yeah. yeah. At least they have an actual off season, but it's going to be a tough start for the Raiders, I think. Right. Which makes me sad. Uh, yeah. David Montgomery, um, the guy who went nuts to end the year last year. Um, this was a tough one for me, and I don't even feel confident in what I put. How, how are you on him? If I have him, I'm holding him um, because I love the potential with Justin Fields. Uh, if I don't have him, I'm not making any offers for him. Um, and if somebody offers me something pretty good for him, not even like amazing, like pretty good, I'd sell him. Yeah, I like that's... David Montgomery. I just don't think he's amazing. Yeah, and I, I agree with pretty much all that. I like. I don't know if you can get a good price for him because he is still David Montgomery and he's on the Bears and this, this, that. Um, it's. I mean, t- he did have a really good end of the year, so yeah, there could be he... people who are way high on him. And he got better. Like, he is a better player now than he was when he came into the league, which is not, like, a hot take. But people forget that with running back sometimes, like, that... They can also still get better, even though they usually have early success, too. Like, he's gotten... The big issue with Montgomery that I had with him initially was the burst. And he looks like he's gotten a little faster. Like, yeah. so NFL weight room time, like, you know, a couple of years of it. Like, you could get faster, more bursts. You can learn to play better. And he just looked a lot better last year. Um, the problem is Tariq Cohen will be back. And that's going to really hurt his receiving upside. Because, like... Getting some of those receptions last year really helped him, and he's he's not going to get that level this year. Like that's not going to happen with the yeah. Tariq back. So that's the biggest issue on his value that I think people are forgetting about. Yeah, that's a fair point. I uh, I would probably like personally, if somebody offered me a second for him and it was a high second, I would take it. Yeah, and I think if it the... was a low second, I wouldn't. That's basically where I'm at. Yeah, that late first, early second round is probably right. Yeah. Yeah, because, like, if, okay, like, okay, I, I think the way to approach it is, like, okay, say you have Dave Montgomery, you find a contender who is looking to really load up for this year, you say, hey, you're your first, if you get Dave Montgomery, your first will be the 112. Like, you don't have to say that, but they, they assume that, like, hey. Right. That, that, that's, that's the premise of it is, like, oh, you know, give me your first, but it's going to be a bad first because you're good. Like, I, I right. think that's a fair offer on both sides. Like, if I'm, because one twelve is is a tough one to evaluate some years. Like, especially depends on how the draft goes. Like in our league this year, like, and Superflex, like Jalen Waddle was like the two on one, which was pretty egregious, like in general. But yeah, like if J, if if it's Jalen Waddle or Dave Montgomery, I'm like, okay, I think I'll take Jalen Waddle. <laughs> but a lot of years, like. The, and Superflex, the, the quarterback class really pushed everything back position-wise. But I think a lot of years, the... Because this, this year was very top-heavy. The top, like, 13 was pretty solid, and then it fell off a cliff, I think. Yeah. Um, whereas a lot of years, it's a little more, like, you know, of an even slope. But I think, like, the 110 through 112, like, is the right valuation for Montgomery right now. Yeah. Um. So next up, I, we got the Denver backfield. I put Javante. He's kind of NA here. Um, the thing here is like Melvin Gordon's there, but he's probably awaiting some sort of suspension. Um, yeah. Do you have any interest in Melvin Gordon, or are you just kind of leaving that alone? 
No, my interest in Melvin Gordon's gone down a lot. I, of course, love Melvin Gordo, but he's 28. He's getting older, mm-hmm. and I love the line, but he's got some suspension stuff on hand, and I really like Javante Williams. So uh, yeah, I don't. I'm yeah. I feel like we'll see Melvin Gordon. Well, his contract's up after this year, but we might see him somewhere else as soon as this year, anyway. Yeah, I think he has the potential to start off the year as the starter and lose reps as the season goes on yeah it's a lot of a lot of his suspension outlook might kind of impact it too because the DUI yeah a lot of people forget about that one but yeah he was a bad boy he he called Elway too which I (laughs) I did a bad (laughs) (laughs) yeah coach quarterback (laughs) I did a bad um so next up we've got uh the Bucks backfield oh fucking hell so by Geo <laughs> Geo's there now. Geo, I love it. Yeah, so I think in PPR by Geo, um, maybe even happy PPR, but like Tom Brady's gonna love him so much. Oh um, my goodness, yeah. I don't, I don't expect Fournette to have much value going forward. Personally, I, this might be really pessimistic. Yes, we had playoff Lenny, fun, fun, but did they re- they reassign him? I think right. I think they did. Let me check, though, just to make sure. Yeah, I think it might have just been one more year again, like another one year. Yeah, another one year of $3.25 million. So they could literally cut him and just be like, not not yep. even sweat it. Um, yeah. Ronald Jones, I need to look at his contract because Ronald Jones like looked really good last year. Oh, yeah. He Again, he still doesn't have hands, but as a runner, he looks really good. This is his last year under contract with very little dead cap. So, like... They have no ties to really any of these guys at this point, so they're literally just gonna play whomever helps them the most. Like, and I really think that they will value Geo a lot. He is by far the best pass catching option, the best passing down option. Like, <laughs> he's thirty, yes, but like, he should be pretty pretty cheap to acquire. And I think yeah, last, and I think he'll be you know effective. the. I was going to say the age thing with with running backs is so dependent on the amount of carries they get. And Gio was he's, there for a long time, but he wasn't getting he's been 400 a carries yeah. a season. You know? And he's a very receiving heavy He's back, a young yeah. 30. Uh-huh. Because he, he has career 921 carries. That's like three seasons of workhorse over the course of, you know, eight seasons. Now, he has 342 receptions as well, but... Because that's been his role. But he has produced when he's been a main guy and spot starts. And he'll have, he will definitely have some of those chances this year, I think. And again, I think he'll get enough time regardless that he'll be PPR value. But I don't even know what to do with Rojo. This is a tough one. He might. I don't really want anyone in the backfield with the exception of Giovanni Bernard because I think Bernard is the cheapest. And the rest of them, I'm. I have no idea. Like, what if Rojo fumbles and then it's yeah. just for net all game? Yeah, with with Rojo, and I I can't remember if we said this or not, but he's I think he'll be a second like a second team guy where he actually really pops off. I know I am positive I invoked the name of I think Thomas Jones when I talked about mm-hmm. Ronald Jones, um, <laughs> talking about like running backs who were super young and actually needed time to develop, and Rojo has actually gotten better. But I think the Bucks are kind of just a little bit like, you know, fed not fed up with him, but like they just don't, they're disenchanted with him a bit. Yeah. And so he, I think I think he'll be someone a la Thomas Jones, where you know, next stop he will really be able to show what he's made of. 
Because he's still super young, dude. He'll be 24 in August, so just turning 24. Yeah. Like, I I, I think he might be a guy where you kind of buy midseason. If if the Bucks running back carousel fucks him over, like, just get, get him, him for, for big, cheap. Get mid-season. him for dirt cheap and, like, hope that he lands in a good situation next year. Mm-hmm. So, that's where I'm at with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't really want to buy any of them unless it's I can get them for cheap. Yeah, no, yeah. It's, it's, it's gross. Um... As is the pass backfield, in my opinion. Um, yeah, I was gonna say, how long, how many times over under does Tom Brady call Giovanni Bernard James? <laughs> James, Geo James, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> James O. James O. Hey James O. James O. <laughs> Jamaggio. <laughs> so anyway, Pats. Uh, the quarterback matters for the running back, in my opinion. Um, it's James White. And uh, Damian Harris, I don't think that Sony is a factor anymore. I yeah. read that he's dust. Uh, Ramondre is, of course, the rookie to keep tabs on, Ramondre Stevenson. But uh, Damian Harris is the incumbent. Although, I will be honest, he doesn't impress me enough to really make me want to, like, go after him much. I think James White is honestly <laughs> the target. <laughs> because... <laughs> If if Mac Jones, whenever Mac Jones is quarterback, I think they will switch back, switch back to quote unquote the Tom Brady offense because the Cam offense and the Mac Jones offense are way different. And the Cam offense, I think, relies a lot more around like, like you know, the RPOs, the zone, a lot of zone reads that will benefit Damian Harris or a more downhill running back, maybe Ramondre too. Um, but when Mac Jones comes in, it will be a lot more of that, you know. James White pass catching involvement, so mm-hmm. yeah, I do still like Damian Harris. Um, I'm just sort of as a because I think okay. So as far as the quarterback situation goes, I think Cam plays the whole year unless he gets hurt. How yeah. do you feel about that? I honestly have no clue. <clears throat> it's tough. Like I don't think Mac Jones supplants Cam unless Cam gets hurt. Yeah, we'll, okay, thing is, we'll know early on, I think, out of camp, what's happening. Mm-hmm. Because this could be really obvious, which offense they're installing, based on who's the quarterback. Um, so, I, yeah, I, I do think Cam gets the first shot. Um, so, but it's tough, because I don't really think Harris is that good. It's the problem. He's fine, but, like, he's not special, and I think he could easily be replaced by Ramondre Stevenson. So, honestly, maybe, like, I mean, it could, but he's probably been drafted by someone. It's kind of shitty, honestly. Yeah. Um, it's a shitty situation in terms of, like, deciphering it. Like, someone will be valuable because, like, almost every year someone in the past backfield is valuable at various points. But At various points. Yeah, no, like, Stevenson will probably have a three-touchdown game and then not see the end zone again. They look at a blunt special. Right. <laughs> so... You know, you have that to work with. All in all, just pretty gross. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, but yeah, we'll know more about the quarterback situation as the off season goes on. I mean, there's a situation where I mean, Cam's contract is really unfriendly to him unless he does really well. So uh-huh. if the if there's talks going into camp that they're just going to make Mac Jones the starter, he should just ask to go somewhere else, and then we'll know a lot more. Yeah. I don't really see him wanting to be a backup mentor role. He wants to win and play uh-huh. now. And, like, he and Mac Jones are opposites. So <laughs> they make no sense to, like, keep together for any specific reason. Yeah. So, but, yeah, the quarterback situation, keep track, on that, keep track of that throughout camp and 
kind of figure out who the quarterback is and go from there. Um, two more backfields to touch on. I think we got most of them. Um, Arizona. Um, I think James Conner could be a buy. I think I think a lot of people are underestimating how actually terrible the Steelers line was last year and probably will be again this year. Um, the, the issue with James Conner is always like the, oh, the injury history, this is that. And like, yeah, it is. I mean, it is not ideal. Like he hasn't played a full season yet, but this like he's really cheap and like he can be a workhorse for however many games he's healthy the thing is like chase Edmonds has a lot of hype around him right now i think now and he's good but he's also never been like the workhorse back he's had like because he had a game last year where he was solid um i think i think he got hurt i don't remember but he's not been like a consistent you know like workhorse guy honestly think this might just be a super split where both guys will have a value game to game and like i think Okay, so if, if the split goes the way I'm kind of envisioning it, they'll all be, like, usable most games, but, like, there will be games where the, the other spikes, or if one misses, the other is super valuable that week kind of thing. Yeah. Like, I think this will be a pretty big committee that... Well, they both have injury concerns, and I'll yeah. say that, you know, like, with confidence, because Edmonds hasn't been able to take over the lead role because he's been injured oft, and... Connor hasn't been able to play a full season because he's been yeah. injured off. So, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I'm curious. I don't know if Connor's cheap. Probably worth it. I got Rodney Hudson. Yeah. Their center is actually good now. Yeah, he'll be behind a better line this year because, like, so right now, like on uh, Fantasy Pros and like this is just one site in PPR. He's he's a, like he's just ahead of Mike Davis and like under Tony Pollard, which I think Mike Davis. <laughs> I forgot to put the Atlanta back uh, backfield on here. We'll get to them in a second. But um, Ooh. yeah, like James Conner, like I think if I don't know what he would cost you. That's the thing. I've not I've not, I've not seen like anything about like people trying to acquire him. But he could be a nice cheap buy for some running back depth. And like with with Edmonds, if. I'm really curious what level the Edmonds hype gets to because I'm trying to think like I don't know I think I'd rather have Edmonds than a third but if I were if I were to get like a good third or like any sort of second I would do it I'm just curious if I like, got a second for Edmonds which I think is possible because I <laughs> the thing about the offseason is that when something gets hyped up it just kind of keeps snowballing Right mm. now, he's already pretty hyped. He could get even more hyped. If someone gave me a second form, I'd probably do it. Yeah. It's well, I would things... do it, but I, would, I wouldn't be surprised if it reached that point of hype. Yeah, and like startup range, <laughs> he's kind of going around like Rojo, Carter, Thurman, Melvo. So he's like in the RB like three territory. So like personally, just for context, I would rather have Trey Sermon than Chase Edmonds. I don't me, know how me too. Feel. Yeah, I, that, that this is like that's why this one's weird. I'm like, I don't. This is PPR and like startup. I think it's. I think this is. I think that's wrong. I think they do have some stuff mixed up on the ordering here, and so that's why I've kind of like keep prefacing stuff. Trey yeah. Sermon's probably more like RB twenty in Dynasty startup, in my opinion. Yeah. So yeah, it's kind of a situation where I would just like see what you could acquire Connor for, see what you can get out of Edmonds. Who I'm gonna call almonds a lot. Almonds. Yeah. So. Yeah, Jets backfield is next. It's Tevin Coleman, Michael Carter, is there anyone else, or is that literally it? Um, no, there is someone else. Uh, and I, LaMichael P. Ryan. I like it. LaMichael, the other, the other P. Ryan. Mm-hmm. So pretty... Uh, yeah, pretty, pretty in situation. Dark, I don't know. Um, Tevin Coleman, so I I got 301 for <laughs> him um, in our league. I did sell him to a Jets fan. Nice. But I do think, like... 
that's probably a realistic uh, third. I think a third round's a realistic like option to you know get out of him. But I'd also like I would look to acquire him too. Like if I I I managed to like parlay that and my late third into like Terrace Marshall, and so I'm like okay, like if I'm giving up three oh nine and Tevin Coleman for Terrace Marshall, that's that's an easy yes do that for me. Mm-hmm. But if it's just like okay, Tevin Coleman or pick. <clears throat> I think like mid third is the range where I'd be like I'd be fine giving up a pick for Tevin Coleman just because he's back in a Shanahan system. There's Michael Carter, there's well, Michael P Ryan. Like the competition is minimal, <laughs> and like he could easily open the year as the guy, be the guy, have some production. So yeah, I have no idea how it shakes out. I obviously like really like Michael Carter, but he is new to yeah. a completely new offense and a whole new team so yeah and he, it's yeah that's and as as rookie he's kind of just say as rookie he's kind of like yeah and a on all this because again people are not selling the rookies they just drafted that just don't that don't happen <laughs> yeah yeah the, the one time i've managed to acquire a rookie like post draft was with dk right <laughs> so like i was like oh man i'm glad i got i'm glad i got him dead <laughs> I mean, sometimes when you have these drafts, people just take the best player available and mm-hmm. and auction them off because the value yeah. wasn't there for them to trade around or they didn't need that position, but they had that pick, so they just took it and put him on the board. Um, but yeah, for the most part, most people just kind of stick with the guys they drafted. Mm-hmm. And then lastly, we've got the Atlanta backfield, the aforementioned Mike Davis. Um <laughs> Man, it's, I like Mike Davis this year. Yeah, for this year and this year only. Um, I think the buy window was gone. That was pre-draft. I think, um, like you wanted to buy Mike Davis pre-draft. Hope right. they didn't draft anyone, and then you have this more valuable Mike Davis. But I think right now you're not gonna be able to like buy him for you know cheap enough. I think he's gonna cost you a little too much now to make it like fair because. He, he is a one-year investment because there's yep. – uh, I don't remember, like, what's the other guy's name? Uh, Javion Hawkins, the uh, UDFA, mm-hmm. I believe, that everyone's excited about. But I think they're a strong candidate to add someone else later on is why I'm saying, like, don't don't buy Mike Davis now because, like, you you missed the window. And honestly, like, it's tough because I don't, I don't want to say sell Mike Davis because I think he could still end up being pretty solid even if they add someone. But – like they could end up getting girly, like I, I, cause I, I'm looking like it's kind of. I think I think he is also one of those post June, um, cause we know they had girls. So I think they could re-sign girly. I should say right. more accurately. Um, <coughs> sorry. He's one of those guys that you could, that he could get cut and they just end up adding him back, but cause he's gonna be a free agent after this year. So like, there's a lot of people. I mean, could bring him back. Could add. Let me look at the running back. Who is, let me see. There's a lot of running back free agents, right? There's always some. I think a lot of guys got picked up this off season, but in general, like this past few years, there have been a lot of the free agent running yeah, backs. Yeah, I'm waiting for Spotrack Spotrack to load up this free agent list of running backs so I can see like who could they sign to like rain on Mike Davis's parade. But no, yeah, for now, like he should be pretty solid because he was. Good last year in that that, that uh in the McCaffrey relief spot. So he he's someone who's definitely gotten better, <clears throat> I would say as well. Um I'm looking through this. Still got Adrian Peterson. 
gosh, fucking AP. Um, let's see. Is Duke Johnson, I don't think he's the Texans anymore. I think he might be out of there. So they could add mm-hmm. Duke Johnson. Uh, TJ Yeldon. I think he also makes sense. Le'Veon Bell. Like, <laughs> there's a few options. I think Duke Johnson makes a lot of sense to, like, Gurley coming back. Um, but I, I guess th- there aren't a lot of options that would really run his parade enough to make me want to get rid of him. So I, I think he's just kind of a hold. And someone probably took Javon Hawkins in the rookie draft, but mm-hmm. there's literally no one there. <laughs> so... Yeah, the window to buy him has closed. He's probably a lot higher than his value right now. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, like, I, I don't want to give up a second for Mike Davis. Like, <laughs> I'm not doing that. It's tough to, like, he's someone that you know is a one-year buy. Yes. So, it's tough to really give up any draft capital for him that's, like, significant at all. Like, I, I don't know what would make me want to, like... Like, I don't even know if I'd give up a third. Like, and I'm like, I'm like, I have a competing team. I don't even know if I'd want to give up like a third for him just because I'm like, if I had a competing team, I'd give up a third because it would be a late third. Yeah, ideally. And that's about where I'm at. If I had a competing team, I'd give up a third. But people that have him would want him for probably a second. Yeah, you might, you might be able to get him for a third. It depends. I think in Superflex, you'd get him for a third just because again, it pushes everything back. But yeah, I guess it's kind of things like, okay, see like who has him and then, uh, so I was looking up Mike Davis. I'm like, in our dynasty leagues, who has him? Like, yeah, like if someone has enough running backs, you know, like the guy in our league who has Mike Davis also has Dalvin Cook and Aaron Jones. So like, he might be more willing to part with Mike Davis for like a little bit of draft capital, because I mean he was someone who was being added off waivers last year. So true. I see what you do. So like, see what you can get. Like in terms of like <coughs> dynasty buying too, and this is kind of I guess getting out of position too, because that's kind of our running back rundown. I think we got all the teams there. We'll save quarterbacks as we. Had plenty of running backs to talk about, but now's the time to look at who drafted who, where teams are kind of loaded, you know, and make some moves. Um, so like find who took Kyle Pitts, trade for one of their backup tight ends because they don't care anymore, you know. Right. If someone's got Jared Cook, they don't really need him if they got Kyle Pitts, like presumably at least, and you could get him for cheap. Yeah, I or, mean that's true. Or I guess. You know, predicting ahead on stuff, you know. Goddard's not going to be cheap, but he's going to get more expensive once Earth gets traded. So, guys where, you know, you know know trades are coming. I think the... Calvin Ridley is already expensive, but I think the window on him with the Julio thing, that's already kind of happened. Yeah. He is now worth a lot. Yeah, I wonder how much Frank Darby is going to move up uh, draft boards. Because I took him and ours, like, at the very end, pretty much. Before the Julio drama, let's say Julio drama, like really kind of peaked. So, I would say, are there any running backs before we wrap up that you are just like, uh, as of now, things change, of course, throughout the offseason, injuries and line stuff and movement. Are there any running backs that you're just like, yes, fuck yes, this year, I love this guy? Hmm. DeAndre Swift is one of them, I would say. I'm pretty hype about him this year. Um, I said I mentioned Zeke in the sense of like he should have a good year. Um, going, I want to go down the list a bit because that's probably a little more valuable. Mm-hmm. The, like the less obvious stuff. Um, <clears throat> I do have interest in uh, Gus Edwards. Um, okay. Not not for any slide on Dobbins, but they run the ball a lot, and if Dobbins if Dobbins were to miss any time. Um, Gus Edwards has become extremely valuable. He probably will have usable weeks anyway. Like, they will still split up that backfield some. 
Um, again, not like go out and buy him, but I think he's someone to keep an eye on that's not being mentioned. Philip Lindsay in Houston. Um, again, I, I kind of diverted your question a bit. Um, no, yeah, go for he's, it. He's uh, I mean, he's the guy there, and he is super down lists, so he will have some value while he's the guy there, I guess. So yeah, but the Tundras will be there. I think the Chargers situation is one to keep an eye on because. It's kind of a loose situation after Eckler, but so I'll be back to you. Who am I super high on? Swift. Um, I like Zeke Locker this year. I've, I'm feeling pretty good about ETN actually. This might be more of like a redraft relevant take at this point, but the pass catching chops he made yet are pretty, you know, inspiring. Yeah. But yeah, I think I think I mean obviously I love Chubb. I don't know. I don't, I don't need to say that. Um, oh yeah, no, he's definitely one of my yeah. guys. Like I, I like I, I think Barkley. Get back to his bigger ways. I mean, I always love Chubb, like I said. Uh, Swift, I think, will have a big year on the team people are kind of feeling about. Obviously, like, I love Dobbins regardless, you know, how I feel about him. Oh, but yeah. the, the the Zeke bounce back is probably one of where I feel, like, strongest. Him and Hilaire, like, I feel very strong about Hilaire and Zeke bounce backs. That, that's probably, those are probably mm-hmm. my two strongest non-biased takes, I would say. Yeah. And I think especially with Hilaire because I've, I've kind of been – poo-poo on him a little bit throughout <laughs> just in general like like pre-draft especially like that that year so but yeah so Z, zeke and ceh i think are the biggest uh bounce backs that i'm gung-ho on if that answers your question finally yeah no i like that <laughs> what i like about you? that what about you Is um i, similar I mean different? i think uh saquon has a great year i think yeah. jonathan taylor has a really good year i don't think he has an amazing year but i think he has a good year um i love chubb Love Dobbins. I really like Acres this year too. Um, I'm super in on. I already said it, but Ceh, super super in <laughs> on him to have a good year. Um, Zeke, I love our little hold and then sell. I think uh-huh. he has a very good 2021, and you can get hit a really good value for him mm-hmm. um, early in the season. Uh, I really like Miles Sanders this year. Oh Maybe yeah, I forgot to mention him. Yeah, I think we. Are kind of in agreement on that. I kind of like that we've been dogging on that situation for a while now, but now we're like, actually, no, this year we're on it. That to me bodes well. So I'm I'm big on the Sanders train. Um, and that's most of it. Yeah, I I, I think we should honorable mention Geo. We should honorable mention Geo. Yeah, our P, our PPR honorable mention of Geo. Fucking legend. <laughs> Because he will, he will be valuable at some point, and it's going to be hilarious. And I am off the Buccaneers and Patriots backfield. And to be honest, I'm kind of not I like this Chargers situation. I have, I just don't know how it's going to play out. Yeah, I'm pretty. I feel pretty sad about the Raiders in general, but <clears throat> that that's. Yeah, I don't you know, know what to expect. Yeah. They're confusing me. Yeah. Mm. So sad. Oh well. <sighs> Rip. But we're at, we're yes, a <laughs> lot, lot of Ravens to go over. I don't, I don't think we missed anyone, did we? There is the but the Bills. Oh, but there's not too much missed. to say about it. Yeah, they haven't no. changed anything. They have almost the same team as last year. Offensive line, running back situation, like that's pretty much the exact same. I'm not super high on Singletary. Yeah, I did. guess I would be high. I don't know. Yeah, we didn't mention that more Miami, but I did like. I felt there was nothing relevant to say about them. 
Like I say, yeah, the Bills. No, I, there's nothing really to say. The yeah, I Dolphins. Don't really, I eh. I don't want a part of either. Like the Bills yeah. didn't. Run, I don't know if anything's going to change that makes them run well. Slash, it's a split. Slash, it's you know, like you can't sell them because the value's low, and I don't want to buy them because I don't think it'll go up enough. And like with with Gaskin, like people are pretty hype on Gaskin, I guess right now. Um, like I don't want to pay his price. Um, no, I would. So that's one. I okay, would sell yeah, okay. Gasket. Sell Gasket. There we go. Because that, I would that line kind of sucks. Uh, that line sucks. They just got Waddle. Guess who just lost a ton of receptions? That's Gaskin. If there's anyone I kind of like from Miami, it might be Malcolm Brown. Yeah, he's there. The people are getting like <laughs> Jared Dokes or Gokes or whatever. Yeah, I think Jared Dokes is his name. So yeah, I guess we can say like sell, uh, sell Gaskin. Like, like these like forgotten guys. You're like, oh yeah, Miles Gaskin and the Bills and stuff. Gaskin I'm just, sell. Yeah, I just I don't think Gaskin has like a huge leap this year. Yeah, he, I, I don't I'm, think he's like a long term guy. <laughs> he I benefited a lot him from in, like, having the fifth no round of a draft. You did, yes. I was and not thinking I'm at all when you got him. Yeah, <laughs> that was a nice snag there. Like, do you still have him or? What you no, say? I let go of him. I should have held him and uh, traded him this year. Yeah, he'd be looking pretty right now. Like, I mean, I don't. I think this one, again, this is PPR. They have him kind of. Oh yeah, we forgot about Seattle. I was just pulling them up. I mean, Chris Carson is because he was next to Chris Carson. I was like, what the fuck? Like, yeah, I would rather have Chris Carson for sure. Yeah, he might that's... be kind of undervalued. He might be undervalued. Rashad Penny's not doing anything. That was such a. He just been hurt. Yeah, that's, that's, that's he's already twenty five. Oh man, that's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Chris Carson might be like a buy then. I guess like a like contender buy. Like I mean, he gets so, undervalued. Like Eckler gets undervalued. Um, yeah. But, hit, the thing with Carson is I feel okay. So Seahawks in general. Uh, I'm not, this is a slight tease for uh, our quarterback. What we'll do next time, but. Mm-hmm. We talked a lot about them letting Schottenheimer go for whatever reasons, and it really sounded like he actually wanted to pass and Pete Carroll wanted to run more. So I think Carson will get his running touches. Um, yeah. I. <laughs> how long does he last again? I don't know, but yeah. I think we talked about every team, right? Yeah, I'm, uh, I, I do like Carson this year. I don't, uh, I, I don't believe in anyone else that they have, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we honest. didn't we didn't mention San Fran, but I think that's Sermon as a rookie, and then everyone else is kind of like yeah. I, Jeff I, Wilson just got hurt. I yeah, think. and like I I I, th- I already thought Sermon would kind of take over pretty quickly, mm-hmm. and like okay, Mahimos was there, cool. Mahimos was there, but I think his time's kind of up. Like I think it's just Sermon or bust on that one personally. Yeah, I, I'm not buying into Mostert. If someone wants to buy him from me, I'll I would do that in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. But I think the two relevant ones that were kind of forgotten were, I guess, Gaskin sell Carson, Carson buy. Yeah, and Sermon hold because if you draft, yeah, him, yep, yeah, Sermon's looking good right now. A little less competition, good situation. Yeah, I'm excited for him. But... I was going to take him in our draft. <laughs> but uh oh yeah how'd that pan out the draft wise i forget like what the because there were a lot we had, we had a lot of trades in ours we had a ton of trades i want i really wanted michael carter because he was my one of my favorite running backs going into the draft and he went mm-hmm. to the jets i'm like well i have to do that especially since i didn't take wilson like i need uh i need to get a jet so i i took carter and then i was gonna trade back in and take sermon right after and just go with the go with the running backs here um, but that it wasn't able to happen. Mm-hmm. So you did get you did get Javante though. So I did. Yep. I got both of the. I got all the UNC guys. 
Oh, you got Diami too, didn't you? You got sniped yeah. on someone, right? I forget who you said it was. Oh, I got hella sniped because uh, I really Mond, wanted yeah. Kellen Mond. Right who, before I, I've already said that I really like Mond, and he got he got taken the pick before me after the guy right. realized he was picking and was like, oh, I'll take Mond right before me. Waited yeah, that, like four that hours. four hours tease, yeah. Dreadful. You yeah. didn't just get killed. You got you had to wait four hours before you got sniped. It was wonderful. Yes. So a lot of leagues have long pick timers, and like it's like if you're at work or whatever, it's okay. But like, don't be that guy who forgets they're on the clock every time. <laughs> ha- have your emails on. Check it. You know this, this, that. But you know, even though he got sniped, I was able to pick up Trask still, mm-hmm. which. My biggest thing on Trask, which I might as well mention now, was just that his release time sucks because his arm motion's not good. And I'm like, you know what? If he's with Brady, that's one guy who I know can help fix that. So yep. he's not he's probably not playing for another year or two. Fuck it. Or he's well that, that could stash. help fix it. I'm I'm curious if he actually, you know, develops and if it's how long that coaching staff's around. Because like I'm curious, like, oh, if they win again, will Brady and Arians retire? Like right. who knows what happens with him in the future. I got me some Davis Mills uh, in the late third. Who <laughs> I did play? I was like, "Why did you do that?" I know you because you have Watson, so I mean yeah. that makes the most sense. Well, also it's like okay, we're at three oh nine in Superflex. Like, who else am I really gonna take? It was either him or Tylen Wallace, really. So I'm like, ah, fuck, I'll just take, I'll take Davis Mills. <laughs> and, and enough people liked him enough where I'm like, you know, maybe he is actually good too. But he will, he will probably see the field this year. I would make, I would make a bet that he will see the field this year. So. Yeah, the biggest problem there is just the amount of quarterbacks they have on their roster now. Because they have Tyrod Taylor uh, Watson well. Mills. Desha- yeah, Deshaun Watson. Did they get Foles, too? Is he um, there as well? Oh, I have no clue where Foles even is right now. I For some reason, I thought that he he's, went I think there he's still at well. the Bears. I think we just liked that because he's so uh, religious. <laughs> it just made sense in that sense. Right. <laughs> so, let's see. They've got... Uh, Jeff Driscoll there as well. And Jeff Driscoll. Yeah, they got Jeff Driscoll. The too. booty. That's it. <laughs> that, that picture of his, it was him like, his jock strap and his just massive butt's hilarious. Oh, yeah. It's a great picture. But Gotta have a good butt, man. Gotta part stay of, part, of the, part of the game. Yeah, nice, nice thick football players. But uh, <laughs> on that note, we will uh, <laughs> call it for now, and we'll come back next week with quarterbacks and maybe another position. Depends how quickly we go, but probably just one because, you know, we... Uh, Maybe we should we do quarterbacks and tight ends. Yeah. Because tight end will well. be a lot shorter, and uh, then we can do one whole one that's just wide receiver, which will be a lot. Sounds like a solid, uh, solid idea, I think. But thank you all for joining us, and we'll be back soon.